Hey guys, it's Max Miller, Zach Zary, and Oakley Rose. Welcome to a well-placed cuss. Hello everyone and welcome back to a well-placed cuss, episode 47. Me and Zach are over Zoom as we as we as we have come to love. And um, if you are on YouTube, shout out to you. But I'm probably very dark. We are filming this later at night, and uh, the lighting in this room is shit. So enjoy that. But other than that, we got a good show coming up. We got a lot of we got a lot of stuff to cover. We got UFC, World Juniors, NFL wrapping up. But um, first off, you know. Got my guy Zach here, Mr. Zary. How are you? How you doing this this fine week? I mean, I don't love school starting up again, Max. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't think anyone does. No, winter break felt really. I don't know if it was just you or like my last final was really late, but like winter break did not feel that long. No, it didn't. Um, well, like, why did they make us start like in the middle of the week? They couldn't have just pushed it a couple more days for us. We had to start on a Wednesday. And I think we were the only, again, we're in Canada, so I don't know what, what's up with the States, but I know we were like one of the only few universities to start on the Wednesday on the 4th instead of starting today when most yeah, universities know. did. Um, so, yeah, that was unfortunate. But getting back into the groove of school, I have all 830 classes uh, Monday to Friday. Um, not looking forward to that. Um. I'll tell you what, Zach. Um, my earliest class starts at eleven thirty. Yeah, so I I wish I had that. Uh, just with how my football is set up, I need like or off season workouts. I need to space out my classes like that. So, oh, um. Anyways, enough about me. It's late <laughs> at night. Um, fin- I finished watching the college national championship game. We'll get into that. I was severely disappointed. But, uh, Max, we are recording this on the 9th. I, I just I, I checked my phone. I could have checked the computer. But we're just uh, January 9th. World Juniors wrapped up on the 5th, so four days ago. We wanted to kind of discuss the World Juniors. And in my opinion, maybe the best World Junior tournament I've ever watched as a whole. Not just Canada, but just the tournament as a whole. Um, lots of upsets, lots of standout performers, teams you don't normally see perform. Um, lots some overtime. Like I mentioned, upsets, different, different pool structures and stuff like that. But uh, Max, I just want to get what what are your thoughts here? Well. I didn't watch too much of it. Like I'll just, I'll just, I'll be honest. Like I, I tuned into the Canada games, um, but I wasn't waking up at eight thirty to watch Latvia versus Switzerland. I wasn't doing that. But uh, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was an amazing tournament. And to have it in Canada, like whenever it's in Canada, it's always, it always has such a great turnout and great vibes and everything. So I mean, just like to, to, to begin. To begin the tournament off, it was uh, it was pretty insane. I'm not exactly sure about some of the games, but like it didn't slowly turn into this like upset frenzy. It was at the beginning, like we had a few like upsets. Like what 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 were some of the early upsets, Zach? 
Well, I think on the very first day, Switzerland beat Finland. So that's upset number one. Yeah. And then obviously the Czech Republic rolled Canada on day one. That's true. Ger- uh, Sweden only beat Germany by one goal. Latvia was hanging in there with the U.S. for about 50 minutes of that their hockey game, I want to say. So, and just like that, like, like, I think that was the day one games. I could be completely wrong or a combination of day one and day two. But just like that, like, those were, like, you don't really see. Like, maybe you see one upset, like, in the round robin, and we had two major ones on the very first day in Switzerland beating Finland, who was supposed to be the number two team. And I'll get into more more on Finland here upcoming. But, yeah, just, like, those upsets. And, I, and you mentioned just being back in Canada, the atmosphere was way better. I mean, it's been three years since we really had fans, like a true world juniors. I mean, there was fans in the gold medal game in the summer, but like it wasn't like a true world junior feeling, right? And like there was more people in in the stands for an Austria-Germany game than in the summer for like a Canada, like Finley game in the world, uh, like round robin. So, yeah, I mean... Good atmosphere. The fans were electric. Didn't matter which team it was, whether it was Austria. Like, they were cheering for Austria. Like, every time they scored a goal or got a shot on net, like, if they were losing. So, yeah, it was, I, I enjoyed the tournament. It, Halifax and Moncton did a phenomenal job. I mean, Gordon Miller and, like, the whole panel, James Duffy, Bob McKenzie. Shout out James Duffy. Yeah. Shout out James Duthie. Um, yeah, they they mentioned how good the Maritimes were and the people and stuff like that. And I just I think I think it proves like having it in if you if you have it in Canada. I mean, obviously, we remember the Toronto, Montreal, especially Ottawa in two thousand nine, like those big feelings. But like you get it in a town where it doesn't have an NHL team in Canada. I just feel like it's just like it's more special, especially in the Maritimes when you don't really have. You don't have like a CFL team yet. You don't there. have anything. Yeah, really. Right. So it's like, and they're such great people. It's beautiful out there. I went in the summer. Um, yeah. I mean, so that, so it was just good, good all around turnout, I would say. Yeah, for sure. And uh, like you said, you've been to the Maritimes. Uh, I went to the Maritimes when I was younger too. So, we both know how beautiful it is out there and the people there are like the embodiment of Canada. Like they're so, they're so friendly. They're tough to understand with their Newfie accents sometimes, but they're always, uh, they're always really pride of Canada, the East coast. We love them. And, uh, you know, speaking of just East coast quickly, they might be getting a CFL team though in, uh, in a year, a couple of years here, who knows that's, uh, that's in the work. So that'd be, that'd be really good. I think it'd bring a bunch, uh, I think it'd bring a lot of support to the game, but back to hockey and you know we're sitting here in canada as a couple of really uh really happy canadian fans as canada took home the gold and what just happened to be another golden goal moment scored by uh was uh was it got dylan gunther gunther yeah okay like you know getting a golden goal like that especially when you're like 17 or however old he is it's always like it's such a special moment because it's not like these guys are in the stanley cup playoffs you know working their hardest this is what they do night and day night and day 
it's a kid, right? And he used he he was able to like just live this huge moment for Canada and like just be like a, a star on a huge stage for Canada. So you always gotta you you always gotta you always gotta like just appreciate that for the for for the young guys. But um, it was a pretty, it was a, it was a really difficult uh, game to, to to get over Czechia, but three two finish in overtime to win the gold was absolutely incredible, and you know that was just it was an amazing game. Like I watched that game like like start to finish, and it was it was just an amazing game. It really was. Yeah, I mean. I mean, just the storyline, right? Czechia, um, undefeated in regulation, only lost us to Sweden, who they beat in the semifinals, which that game was unbelievable. David Yerchek ties it with, like, 30 seconds left, and then they went into an overtime with under a minute left to beat Sweden. Um, but the storyline, right? Czechia was the only team to beat Canada, kind of just put a damper on things. Like, everybody was questioning and doubting right there they're, everybody's getting mad at the two Michigan attempts by Fantilli and Bedard everybody was you know going back and forth like oh this Canada team isn't as good as we thought it was Czechia is just partying their butts off right cheering like when they go in it's the perfect storyline um and then you know Canada gets out to a, a fast start they were up two to nothing for majority of the game. Then Czechia gets two right back, right, and then it goes into overtime. I, you know, imagine if Connor Bedard scores that overtime goal. We'll get into him more in a bit. Like that would have been unbelievable. But Dylan Gunther, a guy that I've played against, a guy that's our age, first round pick of the Coyotes. Guy had a hat trick in the round robin game. Nobody's talking about it because they're talking about Bedard. But this guy's an NHL player three NHL goals um, comes back. Wasn't really talked about in my opinion. And he delivers with two goals and a, an assist. Right. And um, he'll go down in the history books for being a Canadian world juniors legend just for that one game. Right. So that was super cool. But I did, I do want to say like, I don't know if it was just because that game didn't have like big vibes to me in a way. Um, And the, the only way, like, it was a gold medal game and it was in overtime, but it didn't have that feeling to me. And I mean this to as no disrespect to Czechia because it was a perfect storyline. But it wasn't like that big rivalry. Like like it's Canada's game to lose, right? But if they were playing a Russia or a USA or even a Sweden or a Finland that, that has come up. But that's I think that's just a testament to how good Czechia has been developing their team. But it it like if that was a a, a Russia or a USA game, like that's an instant classic. And again, like that's no disrespect to Czechia, um, what they've done. But I, I feel like it was missing that. But overall, great game. And then, you know, we, we go back in Team Canada, the semifinal, they go down two to nothing to USA and Logan Cooley's doing the can you hear me celebration of the crowd. You never do that too early, way too early to that. Because you know what happened, Logan Cooley, six unanswered goals. I mean, people were complaining about the refs, USA. If that's an NHL game, you're right. But, hey, it's double IHF rules. 
that like those are goaltender interferences in those different rules. Look at what happened to Zach Dean with the first game against Czechia when he got that five minute head contact. It's a weak call, but it, it is a head five minute head contact. There, there's stricter rules in international hockey. So shut up, USA hockey fans. It it wouldn't even have mattered. You guys got pumped. So shut up. Um umped. I love in, hockey lingo. In the quarter final and then we get the quarterfinals. My my boys, the Slovakian team, their their goalie, Gojan, buddy's a brick wall in there. How he didn't get player of the game after like 55 saves in that game. Unbelievable. But the Slo- the Slovaks choked their way. They they could have finished first in their pool and lost to Switzerland. They blew a a lead to Switzerland and instead of playing Germany in the first round, they have to play Canada. And then all of a sudden they go into overtime with Canada. Canada almost loses to Slovakia. That would have been bad if they lost to Slovakia in the first round. And then Connor Bedard has his heroics. I mean, how we've gone this far into the episode without really mentioning him sets all these records for Team Canada. Most goals, most dis- I I think he set most assists too, most points. Unbelievable for a guy that hasn't even been drafted. I mean, he's going to be thrusted into the best world junior players ever for Canada with the Lindros and Shen and obviously Jordan Eberle. But I think what was missing was, I, and we've mentioned this, or like the broadcast team mentioned it, his goals didn't come at big times other than that Slovakian goal. And I mean, obviously what he did was amazing, but like, that's why we remember Eberly. Like what's the first, like we mentioned it in the first episode. What, what do we remember about the world juniors? It's Jordan Eberly. Like no, that Connor Bedard goal is great, but I'm not per se going to remember that. I'm just going to remember Connor Bedard being Connor Bedard and being super special in this tournament. But I mean, other storylines. I mean, Finland falling in the first round. I mean, I wish we had Oakley here to talk about Brad and what what happened with Team Finland. Um, that was. I think that like if we're doing winners and losers here, Max. I think losers. Finland. Finland's got to be the biggest loser. Winner is just competitive hockey as a whole. We barely saw any blowouts compared to the normal blowouts. I mean, Austria was getting blown out, but they were missing their two best. NHL draft picks. I mean, not saying they wouldn't have gotten blown out, but it would have helped to get your two best players there. Um, Czechia going all the way. Slovakia, I think, honestly, could have won bronze easily. Um, Switzerland getting a couple of upsets there. Latvia playing with every team. Um, yeah, just great tournament. I'm... I'm I could go on and on. I, I love the World Juniors. I've mentioned it multiple times. But uh, that that's my little little rant. I don't say it's a rant, but a little ramble. Ramble on the World Juniors, Max. If you have Absolutely. I will disagree with you, though, on the gold medal game. I thought that that was a classic. And I understand what you mean because they kind of missed that star power. Um, But I just – I thought that it was almost cooler because – they, it it was an underdog scenario where like even just getting it even just getting it to overtime is a win even getting to golden to the to the gold medal game is a win for Czechia and so it was just kind of cool to see like 
it's not it wasn't just the same and it wasn't just like the same oh it's sweden it's finland it's us it's canada it was canada but we're happy about that but it was a new a newcomer kind of came in maybe put their foot in the door and and said hold on hold on we like without russia we 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 might be here so it's just cool to see but i do understand in the sense of uh missing that star power definitely and like i'm just thinking if slovakia had slavkovsky I think they beat Canada. I honestly think they might win the whole tournament. I'm I'm not even kidding when I say that. Slavkovsky, like he should have been sent down to the World Juniors because he's barely getting any playing time right now, struggling mightily in Montreal. Why not send it? Send him there. He'd be dominating. I mean, I don't see any point other than not trying to get him injured. But even then, like. The odds of that are so slim, and it's the odds in every hockey game. So, I mean, I would have loved to see Slavkovsky there. I, th- I honestly think Slov- Slovakia would have been legitimately, like, the favorites to win the tournament. Not the favorites, like, obviously, of Canada, USA, but, like, like, pr- like, you wouldn't have been shocked to see them. But that's here nor there. I mean, Conor Bedard, and then after the tournament, Conor Bedard goes back to Regina four goals, six points in his first game back with Regina. Like, the kid's a stud, and I'm just kind of, like, because everybody, like, he's, like, the next McDavid, right? Bedard? That's what everybody's been saying. Yeah. But I'm not sure how his game, I I talked to my cousin, I talked to my dad, I've talked to lots of people, I'm not sure how his game is going to translate to Lanny Chow. And when I say that, I don't think he's going to be bad by any means. I think he's going to be an elite superstar talent. I don't think he's going to be McDavid level, but I think he's going to be a, a elite superstar. But his game is meant to dominate the junior ranks. And, like, he's a smaller guy. He's, like, 5'7", five, 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, he's, he's, he's built. Like, um, he's not afraid of the rough stuff. He throws his body around and stuff. And, like, his shot is the main thing. But I'm not – like, I'm just not sure how his game is going to translate. Who am I to say that, though? Right, but I, I've I've seen other people questioning it and stuff like that. But wherever he, he goes, he's gonna be like if he goes to Arizona, instant star talent. You get him and Gunther there, like absolutely. Yeah. And you know, like talking about these these young guys too, like they always have so much pressure put on them. And, like, at his age, he should still be just enjoying the game. Well, at any age you play hockey, you should still be enjoying the game. But it shouldn't be, like, a paycheck to him at this point. Like, he should go into the NHL not, like, not having these crazy expectations. Like, everyone says he's the next McDavid. And I guarantee you, anything short of McDavid, there's going to be a thousand people who are, like, oh, overrated, bad, like, just and just, like, spewing bullshit. So, like, we got we to... Gotta, we got to treat this kid like a like a kid for the first time maybe ever in sports and just like let him do his thing grow into the game and you know he might not come right off the bat as a superstar guys take time you every guy's different so i think he's going to be i think he's going to be amazing but like the comparisons to players i think just i think they're 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 a bit stupid in my opinion 100%. I mean, we don't know how good he's going to be, but really mature guy, I think, in my opinion. I mean, you yeah. look at that TSN interview mm-hmm. um, right after the game and just like, 
he's he's the captain with Regina. And I mean, like, if we're talking about, I just want to talk about WHL and stuff. Like Shane Wright's getting traded, Olin's like everybody's getting traded off that W, um, and the WHL and CHL and stuff like that. Regina should trade Bedard. Just, I mean, <laughs> is Regina amount... so Regina shit? Yeah, like even with <laughs> Bedard, and like they would get so so much. Like I'm looking at some of these trades, they would get so so much. Like I'm talking like seven first round picks like prospects Jesus. like like it's ridiculous and and they won't do it he's got a no trade clause or whatever but uh yeah <laughs> it's the way way she goes right but um you you can't always pick the hand you're dealt well you can never pick the hand you're dealt but i guess that's uh i guess that's connor's world I'm I'm just excited to see him in the NHL, honestly, because he's gonna be, he's gonna be the I think I think and I don't I know I'm putting pressure on the guy just by saying this, but I do think he's gonna be the future of the league. Yeah, and he's must watch TV no matter what happens if he's good or bad. Yep. Or he's got that name power right now, so yeah, absolutely. We um we'll transition out of out of the World Juniors though. I think that was a classic tournament. Canada winning on home soil. Is always is always an instant classic here in Canada, but uh, that's that's the World Junior wrap up. We uh, well, not me because I don't know anything about it, but I am going to throw it to Zach. You know, he mentioned it earlier. gave gave a bit of foreshadowing that he had just he had just finished watching the 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 T TC no, yep. TCU Horn Frogs, yeah. I just the Horn Frogs against the Georgia Bulldogs. The Horn Frogs are the best name for any sports team I've ever heard. There's a few really good ones in the CEBL, but the Horn Frogs just perfect. I mean, and they have the nicest jerseys I've ever seen. Like some of yeah, the jersey collections, they're clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, too bad their jerseys and sick name and sick color scheme did not save them from the wrath of the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> I mean, good lord. That's all I can say is good lord. Like, <laughs> what? What was the final score? What did it turn out to be? Oh, it was like six, sixty-five to seven. Oh my god! I forgot how much like. I forgot how much oh god 65 to 7. I forgot how much like college football scores differ from NFL. Dude, like the over under in this game was 61.5. Georgia hit the over by themselves. Yeah. Like <laughs> that um yeah, Stetson old ass Stetson Bennett caps off his college career. He'll go to the NFL and be a backup journeyman quarterback. Um Max Colt Duggan McCoy type vibes. Literally. Um Max Duggan the dog is gonna go to the NFL, probably be a backup too. Sad for Max Duggan. I mean TC looked like they were in it for a bit. I mean they were like down like 14-7 or whatever it was. And then like just oh Good lord, it was, it was a beatdown. Like, oh, 
I just want to say before we get off Max Duggan, you know, people, people are saying that he's a backup and stuff like that. I think it might turn out to be an Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady kind of situation. Not saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but I am saying <laughs> that maybe one day he'll get a start and one day he'll showcase his actual talents. We'll see. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, it just disappointed me. I was, like, ready for a classic shootout football game. Georgia's defense, like just killed them like it was bad it was slaughter we witnessed slaughter today it was the georgia bulldogs kirby smart and the boys were playing madden tonight they're playing madden on these boys from texas and just oh my god i will i will say me and me in front of the show keegan ball had some money on the line tonight we are big Georgia fans, but we did not bet on Georgia. We, we were betting on like player props or whatever. We had bet on this bet that it was a touchdown from both quarterbacks. We thought it hit because it did not specify passing touchdowns, but apparently it was passing touchdowns. And so Max Duggan had a running touchdown. And so we thought we had hit Keegan. I'm not going to, we're talking like this is a triple digit bet on Keegan's half and we we all made money in the end it was a good night for us but this man could have been up like a large chunk of money here <laughs> and so the you should have saw our text text messages we were not happy campers after witnessing this neither are the texas christian university fans who spent a thousand dollars watching the team get blown out by 60 points um yeah um Go Bulldogs, as I once said in episode five of this podcast. <laughs> Are you, do you still feel that same way? Is the Bulldogs still your team? I mean, I had to ride with them. They've been good to me for two straight years. Also, Brock Bowers, God, good Lord, that kid is good at football. And he's not even draft eligible. Guys, He's literally Travis Kelsey 2.0. How many, um, how many years of... In college, do you need before you're eligible? Three years. Three, okay. Yeah. Is well, he a second then? Yeah. Who? This is this one. This is Brock Bowers. You said. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred and fifty-two yards and two touchdowns, or one touchdown. Sorry, just one. Yeah. Yeah, and Bro- Mr. Brock Bowers made me mean Keegan Ball some money, so we're even more fans of Mr. Brock Bowers tonight. Mr. Brock <laughs> Bowers, but. I guess that's the end of of the college football season. When when does it start back up? Well, I mean, recruiting goes on like it's crazy with recruiting and stuff. But whenever we start back up, so like fall, fall or whatever, June. Well, not June, like late summer, early fall. Yeah, I guess Max Duggan's definitely going to be like a hero on campus, though. I mean, guy's a legend for leading them to the national championship. I wonder how good they'll be following. I don't know if this is a one-hit wonder or if they'll continuously build off of this and get high recruits. It's always a wonder, like, how is Alabama going to fare next year? Is Ohio State finally going to break through? How good is Michigan next year? Does does Harbaugh leave Michigan? Where Does Clemson come back to play? Um, Oklahoma, are they back? Nordame finally got a quarterback and uh 
and oh my Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman transferred there. Um, God, I'm probably missing some big programs as well. Um, yeah, like it, it just, um, yeah, I wonder how it's going to go. I mean, Oregon could Oregon come back? Bo Nix is coming back. Like, there's so many question marks next year. Texas, do they finally break through finally with Quinn Ewers or Archie Manning or whatever? I mean, Tennessee's built like there's so many good teams, I feel like, and a lot of storylines. I mean, we can watch Coach Prime and Deion Sanders with Colorado, see how they do, or USC with that whole shenanigans over there. I mean, College football is interesting again, I feel like. Like, I feel like it's always been interesting, but for for how, like, I'm actually kind of paying attention to it more. Like, I'm not saying I'm a diehard fan or anything, but I'm paying attention to it more, and uh, it's getting interesting to me right now. There's lots of good storylines, and I feel like disappointing way to end the season, but lots of good memories that happened and good, good moments. Yes, sir. We will um we'll return to the topic of football in a sec, but we'll get off college. We'll go into some pretty heavy news, um, some pretty weird news in the UFC world. So, I was, I was scrolling through TikTok, and, you know, doing on my for you page, getting the Family Guy clips with some game in the background or whatever, and uh. I found a video of Dana White slapping his wife in a nightclub. Is anyone shocked that this fucking muscle-bound roid freak slapped his wife in public? No. He's he's a piece of shit. Dana White's not a good person. Just clarify that for everybody. Zach's the UFC expert. I'm no UFC expert. But Dana White sucks. You want to talk about our boy Ariel Hawani? Want to talk about the bullshit that he's thrown his way? You want to talk about the like just the constant, a constant like, like shit is just thrown at his way just because he released some UFC news as a UFC reporter. Like, again, I'm not the UFC expert, but I know that you can't just try to absolutely bury somebody in their career. And guess what? That shit didn't stop Ariel. He came right back and did it and grew one of the biggest UFC podcasts and just like media forms in history. Like, I just, it is, it's, it's, it's an absolute shit show and... You know, and it, with with um with Patty Pimblett also being a dick to Ariel, like he's gone through the ringer more and more and more. And I think uh, I think people are finally starting to realize with that video surfacing just how much of a prick Dana White really is. I hand it off to Mr. Zary because Mr. Zary probably has a lot to say. Yeah, Max. We'll we'll touch on some MMA news. Um. Unfortunately, I missed your whole little thing about there. My younger brother had just gotten kicked out of a hockey game. And so we, I was discussing that. But um, so I basically don't know what you have said. So I'm just going to give my two cents about it. So Dana White, and I, 
I saw this like a day before like the press press stuff started coming out. Um, I saw the video, so I was aware, and then I was like, didn't know if it was like fake or like how if it was from a couple years ago or months ago or what what the situation was. Um, then the news article started out, and anyways, long story short, you never touch a woman. I mean. We we shouldn't be the ones to say it, um. Or I guess we should. I messed up my words, but like you sh- you should know. Like everybody listening to this, should know not not to hit a woman, no matter the circumstances. And as much as Dana White, I'm gonna get into Dana White being an asshole in a bit. Um, but he did an interview with TMZ, and from as much as Dana White has is an asshole and has looked like an asshole, his interview would. TMZ was actually quite good. He answered everything in like the correct way. Like TMZ idiot reporters. Like they're trying to suck off Dana's dick. Like in the interview, they're giving them the (laughs) easiest questions ever. They're like, the liquor was flowing there. Do you even remember the night? And then Dana was like, no, but like, it still doesn't matter. You never do that. And I deserve all the hate criticism. I've been the one preach like because he's preached before, like John Jones, like and like how like there's lots of MMA fighters. It's like it's the one thing you can't come back from is hitting, and he, he owned up to it. Mm-hmm. But then, but then, he's promoting his. I don't know if you talked about this. He's got this new slap league that's coming out. Slap. Slap league. Have you have you seen the slapping on Instagram? Oh my god, really? So what oh, are the odds that he's releasing the slap league after he just slapped his wife? And that's so, that's awful timing. And so people are thinking this is getting canceled, and it looks like it's getting canceled. And shame on whoever's running this, whoever's running the TV, whoever that person is, like that the company, because it looked like it's getting taken off, but then it gets pushed back a week. How are we not getting rid of this? It's Dana White Slap League. It says Dana White in his name. And it's it's Dana, just ridiculous. Like it's laughable. And how Dana's like it's not comparable because Dana White it like is the same thing as like a Roger Goodell, Gary Bettman, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but like he isn't in the same yeah. sense. Yeah. Like he is, but he isn't in the same sense. Like Dana White is like cussing, like he doesn't give a fuck. Like like Gary Bettman's gotta be clean cut, whatever. But can you imagine if Gary Bettman did that? Or Roger Goodell did that? <laughs> yeah. What? So yeah. That's just it, yeah. That that's all I can all I can say about that. Or if that was anybody else, like Dana White gets Gets past scotch free, right now. Scot free, like he hasn't. Like if I was him, I would step down for a while. Step down for like a year. Remove your slap league. Don't don't do any. He's promoting it on his Instagram, and I think the night after he's like posting on Instagram with Steve will do it from the Nelk Boys, saying he won big at a casino. Like. He's living his life like nothing's even happened. He's facing really no consequences right now other than 
people in the comments being like, is the slap league main event you versus your wife? <laughs> like, and oh, yeah, God. I mean, I, you, you told me you, you t- talked about Ariel Hawani. Yeah. Ariel Hawani dug him a grave. I mean, I've told the story. Dana White's been a dick. UFC 199. Dana was like making fun of him crying. Same what happens if your kids saw that. Ariel replied with one of Ariel's lines. Now, what are your kids going to think about that? Fair, fair enough, right? I mean, he got him there. And Dana White, he was doing everything right. And, like, he has the opportunity to. Because Max, like, as much as it's bad, all he, all he has to do is step down from the... He, he doesn't do anything for the UFC anymore. He doesn't match make. He doesn't really do anything. He's just, like, the the figure or whatever. Get, there's, there's, like... Mick Maynard, uh, David Shaw, um, like get one of these guys to just be the interim president of the UFC for a year. And, and, and thing is you can still be involved and just don't have people know, like, but it's going to look like you're not involved. You know what I mean? Donate a million dollars to domestic, like assault or whatever, or something like that. Um, don't run your slap league. And then as much as we would hate it or like it, depending on how weird you are about your obsession with Dana White, people saying, I stand with that, like get a life. Like Dana even has been saying he doesn't support it. And you're still supporting Dana. Like when the guy that says he doesn't support it and you're still supporting, like make that make sense. Please. Like it, Anyways, that's my two cents on Dana. Um, not a good look for the UFC. Um, yeah, I mean, not a good great month. I mean, Anthony, I don't I don't think we mentioned Anthony jo- uh, Johnson, Rumble Johnson passed away. Um, St- Stephen Bonner passed away. Victoria Lee from one championship, the Phenom, eighteen year old, passed away. So just a rough stretch for MMA right now, and. Without a lot of fights, they finally got the first fight night coming back. It's much needed. But we need to talk about more MMA news, Max. Jake Paul signed oh God. with PFL. And before you say anything, this may be the smartest thing the PFL has ever done. The PFL, I'm I've been a fan of the PFL concept. You got Wiz, you got all these like celebrities, Wiz Khalifa, Ray Lewis. Um, gosh, there's, there's probably a lot more guys that are invested into it, but Wiz Khalifa is like doing like, they have their like championship fights or whatever. And Wiz Khalifa is doing like songs in between fights. Like that's pretty sick. Um, but it's like an actual like league type. I, I don't have enough time to explain the actual PFL concept, but like, if you, if you don't know, it's like the UFC is like here, like the top, I guess, is where audio podcast as well as visual. But the UFC is like the top, and then it's like the Bellators and PFLs and ones are all kind of the second tier. And then you got like the kind of the regional, like cage warriors, cage titans, um, like the sort of those regionals. And then you got the real re- regional scene, whatever. But the PFL has been fighting, they got an ESPN deal, they're fighting with. Bellator to be the number two promotion and honestly signing Jake Paul might as crazy as it sounds 
might thrust him into the number two promotion. And Jake Paul is saying he now wants to fight MMA. And Jake Paul is saying all the right things. Um, As much as it's crazy to say, I'm liking what Jake Paul is doing right here. And, I mean, obviously, he's actually got to step into a cage and do it. But let's, like, let's be honest here. They're not going to feed him to an actual, like, if he if he does do MMA, because he's doing both MMA and boxing, if he does MMA in PFL, they're not going to feed him to an absolute killer. Like, let's not kid ourselves here. But, like, let's be honest here. Jake Paul is a young guy. He's, like, 25, right? Somewhere in there. He's doing well in boxing. He's an athletic kid. Like, Max, like, he beat, like, as much as, like, these are old-ass USC fighters. He beat Anderson Silva as much as that fight sucked. He beat Tyron Woodley twice. He knocked him out. Knocked out. But anyways, I'm not trying to promote or Jake Paul or whatever. Jake Paul's number one fan over here. Apparently. Anyways, the kid the kids kids got good boxing. He's got all the money in the world to train at a good gym, get good trainers, get a good camp. And he's he wrestled in high school as much as like that's a good base. Like it's it's not gonna be like great, but like it's a base. Like the guy's gonna probably perform in MMA as much as we will hate to see it. And he's doing good things for the PFL, like their whole, whole pay structure, calling out Dana White. And at the end of the day, it's getting fighters more opportunities to make money. In the PFL, if you win the whole thing, you win the championship in your division, you're getting paid a million dollars at the end on top of all your show and win bonuses throughout the season. So, I mean, PFL is making a big run here. And Jake Paul, as wild as it may seem, this is a big deal here. This is a big deal. I'm not sure if you if you saw this or whatever, but it, to me, this is a big deal, and I'm and I'm interested. I am I'm actually interested. Yeah, I mean, like, good on him, whatever. I don't like him, and you know, <laughs> I don't understand why he made this leap. Like I, I think it's great for the PFL. I think it's similar to like what J Cole's doing, what what J Cole did for the uh, for the CEBL. But like, why are you like? So you go from boxing, something you've trained for years in. You don't really you gain respect as like a fundamental boxer. Okay, you can stand your ground in the ring. Still hasn't fought a real boxer yet. And true. Then makes and fought and fought MMA guys boxing style. Then makes the leap to MMA, like make that make sense. Why would you not pursue in the in the in the sport that you've already put a lot of time and energy into and money, and just completely do a and do a one eighty and go to go to MMA? Like like what? I don't I don't understand that. And so I think that he was losing faith in himself as a boxer and making the transition now because like you said, they're not going to put him up against real any against any real talent. Like all the guys who fight professionally are incredibly talented fighters. That's not what I'm saying, but you know what I'm saying. 
Like, I just think that they're going to spoon feed him, maybe even a belt or something, because it'll give PFL views. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's just weird. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I'm a I'm a fan of the PFL. I mean, Olivia Aubin-Mercier, good Canadian guy, won the championship. I was following him. Rory McDonald, my favorite fighter ever, just retired in the PFL this past season. Um, they're doing, they're doing, I'm loving what the PFL is doing, actually. Just from a background, they're doing these challenger series, which is like Dana White's contender series, which is producing a lot of people into the UFC. Now the PFL is doing their own thing with it and getting guys in the PFL now. I mean, they're going into the European market. They're getting Euro- European talent. Um, they're getting good prospects. They're it's something new. It's a league. You're getting all these in- investors, these celebrities invested. You got some. You're getting ex UFC guys an opportunity to, or anybody really to get money. And now you get Jake Paul. Jake Paul seems to be. It's a whole different division. It's not going to be the actual league he's fighting in. It's their pay per view thing, which I wasn't a fan of for the PFL to be honest with you and. Still, still kind of skeptical, even with Jake Paul coming in there. I don't love it. That's the only thing I really don't love about the PFL right now. But I'm interested. Like, they have Clarissa Shields, who may be the best women's boxer ever. And she's doing the same thing with the PFL. So I think it's going to be the same thing with Jake Paul. Fight one MMA fight a year and one boxing fight a year. And it gives you time. It's not like, it's not like you're doing hockey and then baseball like you can still kind of train the same type of stuff i mean i get what you're saying but i think it i think it's gonna work as crazy it sounds maybe i'm maybe i'm putting too much faith into jake paul here but i'm i'm intrigued i'll I'll just leave it at that i i think you are because in boxing it's just it's it's a it's like yes they're both combat sports but like in boxing, you're missing two in like well more than two, but you're missing two in indisposable elements, which is feet and submissions. So I think that it's the like you said, the wrestling will help, but he's gonna have to learn a lot. And I don't know, Jake Paul's an asshole and he's kind of a bitch, and I don't like him. So I, I don't know. I don't really care. It's just it's it's interesting for the sport though. But I digress. He's putting his money where his mouth is, though. At, at, at like, least you can say that, props. right? Yeah. But I'll again, I need to that. see him. I need to see him fight someone with some actual respect in their own field. So yeah. But anyways, we'll move on to the NFL, and you know this is bittersweet because it's been 18 weeks. The regular season has ended, but that means one very sweet thing. NFL playoffs, baby. You don't get to see all your favorite teams, but you do get to see the best teams. And, you know, maybe that 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 might be the best uh, best football there is. But we're super excited to uh, to come in and see. We're going to release our own our own playoff predictions on our website, uh, uh, a ca, And and yeah. So, Zach, what was your overall takeaway of the regular season? It's a roller coaster of emotions, Max. I'll say that. I mean, I mentioned it probably for the past like five episodes, it seems like. But like at one point, I was like, man, the Chargers suck ass and I want us to rebuild. 
And now they're in a playoffs with a very with the fa- the most favorable schedule in the playoffs. Yep. They could they could have gotten. I mean, Brandon Stanley almost fucked us as much as Chargers fans were starting to actually like Brandon Staley again. He starts playing our starters in a meaningless game. And Mike Williams might be out for the game. It it doesn't seem like it, but like, oh my god. If he doesn't play, Chargers fans are gonna just kill Brandon Staley. Um, anyways, the team's finally they lost to Denver, but oh, I hope they can bounce back. I mean, that's without lots of our starters playing and guys getting pulled or whatnot. But we we played Jacksonville here. Jacksonville whooped us our first game, but that was without yep. Keenan Allen. That that was Herbert when Herbert probably shouldn't have played that week, and that was like his worst one of his worst games of the season with like literally broken ribs. Her, uh, Keenan Allen was out. Mike Williams was out. Um, who else was out? Bosa was out. Kyle Va- Van Noy sucked ass. Um, Morgan Fox wasn't playing. Jerry Tillery was still on the team. See you later, Tillery. We had all these guys out, and now we get a, a fresh new opponent. I mean, or I guess the same opponent that we had that week, but a, a new faces, new matchup. I mean, the Jaguars have looked so much better since that game, too. Trevor Lawrence has finally come into the, his own. He's kind of reminded me of Andrew Luck almost, like bad first year, but had all that potential coming out, generational type player. And now is really putting together the pieces. Finally, got a competent head coach in Doug Peterson. They put the pieces around him, even though I think they still overpaid. But they're 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 looking a lot better here with the pieces. Um. Yeah. I. I. Trevor Lawrence is reminding me of and, Andrew Luck a lot, and this Jacksonville team's looking. They're scary, but I think it's the Chargers' best path because if they beat Jacksonville on the road. They go and play Kansas City, and I don't care who who you are. If you watch those games, I I legitimately believe the Chargers were the better team both of those games. They shot themselves in the foot both of those games, but I legitimately think they played better. Like they lost, yeah, but I think they were the they they played better. I don't I don't know if they deserved to win those games, but I think they played the better game of football in both of those games, and I don't think that's a far stretch for me to say either. Um, and like, it's hard to beat a team in the NFL three times in a year. We see it in the CFL all the time. It's hard to beat a team that many times. Right. Um, and then they'd either, either play pro- probably the bills or the Bengals coming out. Oh, could you imagine an AFC championship game of Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, Max? That would be, you know, it's so like social media, Twitter would fly off the handle. Yeah. But if this might, if if that did happen, which I'm hoping for, that might finally solve the age old question of Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. Yeah. And and it's weird. I was thinking about this, Max. This is Justin Herbert's worst year so far. And it's an accumulation of things. One, it just hasn't been his best year, like a football. Two, injuries to the chargers and to himself and just like bad lucks bad luck but like i feel like he's getting more respect just because he got into the playoffs which i hate like 
getting yeah. into the playoffs isn't a team or isn't a quarterback thing. It's a team thing. So, yeah. but now he's getting more respect for the Joe Burrow argument. But anyways, I'm bashing my own quarterback there. Anyways, but get this, Max. Guess who the oldest quarterback is in the AFC for these playoffs? Is it Patrick Mahomes? It is Patrick Mahomes. Oh, my God. The young quarterback. Oh, my God. Yeah. The young quarterback talent in the AFC is unbelievable. The AFC is is such a better division than an NFC. I'm so much more looking forward to the AFC. Um, Absolutely. I'm supposed to to ref on Saturday, Max. I'm trying to Uh, get rid of these games. I'm trying to get rid of these games. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll trade with people. Yeah. Anyways, but I'm looking forward to, I mean, I'll do my quick predictions and then we'll obviously post them to, um, I'll just run through and then I can get your thoughts on, I guess, all the games as well. Okay. Um, we'll go from NFC Seahawks, 49ers, Niners, Chargers, Jaguars, Niners. You got sweet Chargers, Jaguars, Chargers. Yeah, I would say Chargers. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll say Chargers. I want the Jags to win, Zach. I'm sorry. I love that team, but I do like the Chargers, and I think the Chargers will win. I think the Chargers are finally healthy. I don't think they're going to – I don't know if they did take Jacksonville lightly in the first meeting or what happened, but this will be a very good game because both of the teams are kind of clicking at the right time, so they're both healthy right now. I mean, it would be nice to have Rashawn Slater with the Chargers, but it doesn't – Maybe next week if the Chargers win, which would be huge. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Dolphins Bills. I mean Bills. I mean if Tua was playing in that game, maybe a closer game. But Bills. Bills. Giants Vikings. Giants. I'm going Giants. I'm yeah, going Giants okay. too. Yeah. I don't. I just think the Vikings are frauds. I'm sorry. That defense is so fucking awful. It's so they, bad. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculously bad. And the offense is great, but that defense is so bad. Yeah. I I agree whole, wholeheartedly. I love the Vikings offense. I, I I won't lie to you. Delvin Cook, TJ Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. You got Christian Darisaw, who's become one of the best tackles in the NFL. I mean, I think their other tackle was like one of the best tackles too, and he's out for the season. Kevin O'Connell's been a great head coach, but that defense is old and bad, like you mentioned. So um, I love Brian Dable in New York. I wanted the Chargers to hire him uh, when they were hiring new court, uh, coaches, but we settled for Staley. Um, Dable, is, I don't know if he's Canadian. I don't know if he's semi-Canadian. I could be completely wrong. Brian Dable? Yeah. I think he might be from like Niagara Falls or something like that. You know what? That wouldn't even surprise me. I searched it up while I while I talk, but I Daniel Jones is clicking at the right time. You got a healthy Saquon Barkley. Wide receivers, I mean, a weird mix there, I won't lie to you. Offensive line is coming together. Man, I just I think I'm riding with the Giants, man. I I, I really he- are Dex. Sorry, Zach, I don't want to interrupt, but he was born in a city called Wellland, Ontario. Okay, I was. Okay. That'd okay. be good yeah. Canadian boy. We got another good Canadian boy. Yeah. Okay. 
So another reason to root for the Giants, I guess. Exactly. Ravens, Bengals. I got the Bengals in that one. Yeah. And then and Cowboys, Buccaneers. Cowboys shit the bed. They did not look good, but I'm still going to take them over old ass Tom Brady. I got to go Buccaneers. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. I, I, I hate that Cowboys team. They're, I, they, they just, they piss me off. They're just good enough to get that last playoff spot. But I called it last week and I'll, or last year, and I'll call it again this year. It's going to, the Cowboys are going to lose. And whether, it's just going to be a shit game for them. Dak Prescott's not the guy. Ezekiel Elliott's not the guy. CeeDee Lamb's the guy. I'll give you that. Micah Parsons is the guy. I'll give you that. Trevon Diggs is not the guy. No one there is the guy. They got two players who are the guy there. And I think the rest of them are frauds. I think, I wish they were in the AFC, but because uh, I could call them the AFC Vikings. But they're they're just another form of the Vikings, in in my opinion. That's fair. That's fair. I'll be interested in seeing how they use Zeke and Tony Pollard. I I don't. I think they get past the Buccaneers, but then you got to face like. Wow, honestly, the Cowboys actually might have a good ch- chance here. But I'll I'll go into this. Max will will kind of wrap wrap up the episode, uh, shortly here. But it you can't really do playoff predictions without knowing who's winning which thing. That's why we'll do our playoff predictions on the website yeah but um maybe just your afc nfc and then super bowl and then maybe like super bowl winner and super bowl mvp just way too early coming out of the afc i don't think this will be a shock to anyone the kansas city chiefs i just i you can't bet against this team if you put money on this team it's not a bad bet it is, it's it's in my opinion, it's Kansas City's game to lose. It's Kansas City's playoffs to lose. Who, so who are they Kansas playing? City, what's who, up? Who are they playing in the AFC? Sorry to cut you off. Who are they playing in the AFC Championship? It's really a tough one. There's a few options that I like, and I'm kind of I'm gonna go with a gut. It's may might not be the smartest response, but I gotta go with my gut, and uh, I gotta go with the 49ers. That no, offense like in the AFC. Sorry, the AFC is the Chiefs. I know, but who are they playing in the AFC Championship? Sorry, that's gotcha. what I was trying to get you. My bad. Gotcha. Oh, um, oh, that's a. You know what? I'm gonna go Bills. I'm gonna go Bills on that one. I'm. I. I think. I think. I think there's. Uh, I think there's gonna be a bit of. I think there's gonna try to be like a rematch thing there, but I don't think there's a single team that can get past the Chiefs. And then NFC, I'll go with the 49ers. I'll go I'll go with the 49ers and Eagles then. I'll 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 go with the 49ers and Eagles. But I I just I really like the 49ers. Like they have such a they have such a balanced team. And I mean, so do the Eagles. It's just kind of a gut thing. Like on paper, the Eagles should win. I'm sure if there were bets, the Eagles would be favorites. And uh you know, I just, I don't know. It's just kind of a gut feeling. I think Brock Purdy is going to be that guy. I think we're going to have a, I think it was Super Bowl 54 where there's the Chiefs versus the uh, the 49ers. And I got to give it, I got, I got to give it to my guy Mahomes again. I think, I think he's going to, I think he's going to go back to the, going to go back to the Super Bowl and, and, and just, and win, win Super Bowl MVP and just like 
cement himself at even if he retired right now, he's a Hall of Famer. Fair enough. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna go call me biased. I don't care. Chargers, Bills, AFC. Bills are winning, unfortunately. I, I just think the Chargers, I, I love this path to them to the AFC championship. Jacksonville, like I think Jacksonville is a pretty favorable matchup. Again, Jacksonville whooped them, so I am scared. Um, and then it's hard to win two or three games against the team. And I think the Chargers, I mean, they're gonna be fully healthy. The last like last time they played them, Derwin James, for whatever reason, was not guarding Travis Kelsey. I don't think Staley makes that mistake again. And Derwin James shuts down Travis Kelsey. Look at the stats when they play each other. Um, and I think they get it done in Arrowhead. But then the, the boys from Cali go into cold Buffalo. And Josh Allen and the boys go to the Super Bowl. NFC side of things. I got the same two teams as you, except I have the Eagles beating the 49ers. Um, I like this Eagles team. And they're balanced both sides of the ball. AJ Brown is just a beast. What what a trade there by the front office in in Philadelphia. And I have I can't believe we didn't even mention this off the top of the top of the podcast, Max. I'm ashamed we didn't mention it. The, the Bills with everything that has happened with oh Demar Hamlin and the snowstorms, the Bills are gonna get it done. And, I mean, like, great news. DeMar Hamlin got released today. I mean, if you're watching this, you obviously, you, you probably, if you're, unless you're living under a rock and only listen to a well-placed cuss, like, you've heard the news of DeMar Hamlin. And, like, as a football player, like, that was scary. That was fucking scary. I was watching the World Juniors, and so I didn't see it live, but then I was, I was on Twitter and, like, was watching it and, like, as soon as it happened, like 50 seconds after it happened, I'm like, whoa, 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 okay. And, and I don't know if you've ever seen Chris Pronger takes a slap shot to the ch- chest, but like that's what it reminded me of. Right. And yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I loved everybody rallied around him, showed off his good personality with the toy drive and the charity work he's done. I mean – Props to everybody that donated, uh, followed the story, showed love, appreciation. I mean, very emotional. The game ends up getting canceled. I mean, with everything that's happened in Buffalo, with uh, I mean, like the snowstorms, they had to play a game in, where was it, Minnesota or something? They had to play a game in a neutral site because they couldn't even play in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they win it and, like, it's a feel good story finally for Buffalo fans who've who've waited so long for that opportunity. And I think Josh Allen and Co. gets it done. Josh Allen's my Super Bowl MVP. I like it. You will I'll I'll at least finish the ep- episode off uh my own words. And it's three simple words, and that's fuck skip Bayless. You piece of fucking shit. I'll say it. You're garbage. You suck so badly. You're a bad human being, period. I think everyone knew this. This was just the icing on the cake. And I'm not going to go into what he did. If you know, you know. 
but Skip Bayless is a piece of shit. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a guy that watches like Skip or any of those American. Like, I barely watch TV and sort of that stuff. But when I first read the tweet, I was like, "Oh, that like that's kind of feel feels like it's insensitive." timing maybe not the best choice of words um and i didn't like i didn't know like i don't know skip what bayless at all like the personality but all i had to do was read the twitter the comments and stuff like that and everybody seemed to echo those words you had just said and it didn't take me long to do research of my own and then see what he did on television after that and not issue an apology was he's so gross yeah, that wasn't yeah, what wasn't great, and um, y'all yeah, move move on from that. I mean, other NFL news: Max Cliff Kingsbury got fired, Lovey Smith got fired, and gave the front yeah. office the middle finger on the way out. Nice, literally, literally and figuratively, with the Bears now owning the first overall pick. But, hey, I want to say something: Bears are going to be good next year. Don't yeah, call maybe. me crazy. Yeah, they they could pull like a Lions. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm thinking. They're going to have over a a hundred million in cap space, Max. And they have their quarterback of the future. And they're going to, I assume they're going to move this pick down. Some quarterback needy team is going to give up a butt ton to get that first overall pick. They're still going to nab an elite player, defensive player. You add, you add a, a number one receiver to that receiving court, and you have that number one receiver with Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, Cole Komet's there as a rising tight end. David Montgomery's a solid back. Uh, offensive line isn't great, obviously will need work. And then you fit, you start patching that defense. Who's got some some young players there? Their their secondary definitely needs work, but a hundred million dollars in cap space will solve a lot of problems and. Draft picks will also solve a lot of problems as long as they're executed, but I think they'll be good. Um, yeah, but I think that wraps up the episode. Um, probably our last episode for a bit. Who knows? I we always seem to change our mind, or I'll change my mind every there and there, but. I mean, just with school starting up, me and Max, are, if we mentioned we're coaching a basketball team, I'm roughing hockey, football is kind of starting to get back. So we'll we'll probably take a little bit little of a break. Just we've done how many months in a row, four months in a row of content, Max. So it's getting exhausting. Yeah, a little. We love it, but it's getting exhausting. Yeah, so. And just hopefully we'll get back in the studio, get Oakley in there, reconvene, discuss everything. And yeah, I mean, thank you for everybody to listen. If you didn't watch our year in review, go check that out. Go, go, go to YouTube, like it, share it, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for doing that. Um, if you're on audio, save it, download it, share it to your friends, um, leave a comment on Instagram, whatnot. But uh, yeah, I guess that's it for me, Max. Are we are we missing anything else? I don't think so. No, this is uh 
thank you though for tuning into this episode and for season five. We always got more things coming, so uh oh always I have one I have one last thing. Go for it. This is you're gonna laugh at this. Mean Keegan Ball's bets have have been reversed. So we ended up making our money. So that that's why there was a delay. If if you saw me go missing, I had an emergency press conference with Keegan Ball. He's a happy man. I'm a happy man. His words, not mine. Zach, I'm gonna take you out because you won me. Over, I'm not gonna say the amount of money, but he may. <laughs> he's taking me out. So it's enough. It's 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 enough to take you out at least. Oh, it is enough to take me out, Max. Uh, I'll say that. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. But well, in all seriousness, yeah. Thank you, Max. You can, you can end it out here. Well, I just wanted to say exactly. Exactly that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, keep checking out the, the website, wellplacedguys.ca. Uh, check out the Instagram and uh, the Twitter, the YouTube, and everything. So uh, thanks so much for listening. And uh, see you guys. See you guys later. Like a bongo, I'ma did it to a leg, yeah. I'ma did it to a tonsil.